2: When I tout VIP membership to you, the listener, I often talk about the current podcasts, that there are VIP exclusive podcasts like The Fix with Todd Martin, the Wade Keller Daily Hotline, the Post Pay-Per-View Roundtables, the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show, Alan Cunahan's Progress Paradise, and many, many more. Um, Also, I talk about how these shows are ad-free. The ads and plugs are edited out. Something I don't talk a lot about are the 20 years ago back issues that we post every week. The year 2000 was fascinating. If you go VIP now, you can catch up on the first few months of those 20 years ago back issues as soon as you become a VIP member. The January 1st, 2000 back issue headlines with a triple length Torch Talk with The Rock, my exclusive one-on-one Q&A with The Rock, talking about his career his career. And some uh, comments that raised some eyebrows. Do you see what I did there? Also, uh, the next week, it was uh, Terry Funk being named Commissioner of WCW. That was a cover story. Plus a ton of behind-the-scenes happenings in WCW, including Goldberg's injury and the planned returns of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Then the January fifteenth, 2000 cover story featured Steve Austin switching doctors right before major neck surgery. The January 22nd, 2000 edition featured a cover story of a week of major changes in WCW, including Vince Russo being demoted, Chris Benoit winning the world title, and then being stripped of it, and requests by a number of wrestlers to be released from their contracts. And then after that, we detailed the following week on the January 29th cover story, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn heading to the WWF. Then the February 5th, 2000 issue features... Eddie Guerrero suffering a serious injury in his first WWE match, and details of the debut of The Radicals, plus the May Young nudity controversy. Let's see what I had to say about that. Also, that featured my annual in-depth WCW roster depth chart. The February 12th issue featured a cover story on the launch of the XFL and how it was following ECW's approach, plus my annual ECW roster ranking, and the annual Most Influentialist, who had the most power behind the scenes in professional wrestling. Then a cover story on how WCW blew an opportunity to win over new fans with the unopposed Nitro when Raw was preempted. That was the February 19th, 2000 cover story. Also details in the Newswire on Scott Hall's conduct overseas and Shane Douglas being fired. The February 26th, 2000 issue features a cover story on Hulk Hogan as WCW's morale buster. We took you behind the scenes with sourced reporting on what Hogan is doing behind the scenes to really bring down morale in WCW. Also, my editorial examining Vince McMahon's critical comments aimed at Mick Foley's wife. That just covers January and February. Every week, a new back issue from 20 years ago is posted. So go VIP and read fascinating, authoritative, well-sourced, behind-the-scenes details on professional wrestling and hard-hitting editorials on the controversies of the day. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. That's pwtorch.com slash govip and dive into our archives. There are over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter with PDFs and all text versions. So you want to read it on your phone, your tablet, your laptop. There's a format that works for you. So that's pwtorch.com slash govip. Rates start as low as $9.99 for one month or $8 and change if you get a one-year subscription.
3: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
5: now pw torch and spreaker bring you the wade keller pro wrestling podcast it's time for this week's interview classic where wade keller interviews one of pro wrestling's newsmakers
2: Justin Credible, also known as uh, PJ Walker and Aldo Montoya, has been a regular guest with me on my podcasts. And five years ago this week, he joined me to talk about a wide array of topics. He was really uh, upfront about the adjustment of what seemed like his career winding down and, and what that is like psychologically compared to, say, Steve Austin, who said he went into isolation for like three or four years afterwards. Also, is a curb stomp that Seth Rollins was doing too dangerous to execute? Or too controversial given what it's linked to in the real world? Also, what did Justin think Sabu meant when he said Taz was exposed when he went to WWE? Also, has WWE Network affected Justin Credible's royalty checks that he gets from WWE? Plus a bunch of random topics like has the art of getting healed heat been lost? What's the upside of Alicia Fox and more? We took live calls, answered emails, and hit a wide range of topics. So enjoy this Interview Classic from five years ago this week, April 23rd, 2015. My interview with PJ Polacco, just incredible. This is, this is, this is Welcome to the PW Torch LiveCast. I am Wade Keller, editor and publisher of the Pro Wrestling Torch weekly newsletter since 1987 so it's easiest way if you're already shopping amazon think of us before you shop and start at pwtorch.com slash amazon all right well hopefully we hear from pj soon um and uh yeah well I, I guess i'll just uh open up the phone lines to conversation about current events in wrestling we have extreme rules coming up and certainly i am open to uh talking to you guys about that and we can talk about the curb stomp controversy. I know that was addressed on uh, the uh, East Coast cast So uh, by uh, Travis Bryant. I talked about it yesterday with Bruce Mitchell on the VIP Bruce Mitchell audio show also. Um, so I'm hoping uh, maybe we can get some calls on that and get some points of view on whether you think it's a big deal that Seth Rollins has moved away from using the curb stomp. No official ban, from what I understand on that hold but nevertheless um still uh something that people are already missing and wondering if if it is an overreaction to potential wrestler injuries or not that that hold uh it seems to be being moved away from i'm on record on the keller hotline and on the bruce mitchell audio show um, saying that I, i'm i'm fine with them moving away from it i think there's some really compelling cases to be made against that hold uh being being utilized so Anyway, um, we'll go ahead and go to the phone lines. If you uh, want to chat wrestling with me, jump on the phone lines now, 646-721-9828. We'll go first to air code 315. Uh, 315, if you just want to hold for Justin, hopefully he'll be joining us momentarily, let me know. Otherwise, we can uh, talk talk wrestling in the meantime.
0: Yeah, no, um, I can talk to you. That's all right. It's uh, Ryan out of Syracuse, New York.
2: Great. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. What have you got for me today? What's on your No anyway?
0: problem. Uh... Well, I saw the... I don't know if it was a leaked video or not um, of next month's main event. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that or if it was intentional by WWE to actually release the footage, but it's on YouTube, and it has a lot of hits on it, and it shows Seth Rollins and anybody who doesn't want to know, spoiler alert, please, you know, don't <laughs> listen right now. Yeah. Because I hate that. But yeah. um, so the spoiler from the video anyways, is Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and Orton in a triple threat. And is this, I don't know, is this by design or is somebody just, you know, overlooking some an employee? Uh, and it's still up on YouTube today. It hasn't been taken down or anything. So it's just kind of odd to me. Kind of uh, spoils the main event of this Sunday to me. Not, you know, because uh, in the video it does show... Seth Rollins basically retaining the championship and talking about it.
2: Yeah. But have you seen it? I don't know. I I haven't seen it, and I can't verify that it is or is not a legit video. I know I have been fooled before um, by pretty well done um, fake posters and videos. So I I tend to not give a lot of credence to it until – I'm able to verify that it is legit because to me, this is kind of the new fake SmackDown spoilers back in the late 90s, early 2000s. uh, We kind of fended off fake SmackDown spoilers on a regular basis. People would put a lot of time and effort into coming up with a fake TV taping, thinking that if they sent that into us, that it would, uh, you know, that that they could fantasy book a show and it would make it. And, you know, we just started verifying the taping results and it just stopped happening. And that hasn't been a problem for a while. Now the technology, a little bit more creative than that. I I don't know either way. I I would say this. um, If the video got out prematurely, I wouldn't consider it a spoiler because I could see WWE being angry enough about something getting out that wasn't supposed to get out, that they would actually change the finish of a match just to spite people who think Mm -hmm. that it was real. I'm not saying the odds are are better, you know, are 90 percent they would do that, but I could see them. That's always a possibility. So I, I don't really consider anything a spoiler, because even as Seth Rollins said recently, he didn't yeah. know he was going to be world champion at WrestleMania until the, I think he said the day of the show. Uh, so yeah, you know, to me, there's no such thing as a spoiler unless it's already happened and it's on your DVR and you want to wait a few hours before watching it. In which oh. case, you know, you got unplugged from Twitter and, and such.
5: Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to
2: the family.
7: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: Audible is offering listeners of this podcast a free edition of Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat, or for that matter, any book title of your choosing in their vast collection of thousands and thousands of books. If you go to... Audible.com slash PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500-500. That's right. Jim Ross' is Under the Black Hat came out just a couple weeks ago, available to you right now for free. In his new book, he goes into uh, detail that I haven't heard before. There's one point pretty early in the book where he says, I'd called the damn Flair versus Steamboat trilogy, and now I was trying to get punch holes to line up in the stupid paper on my stupid desk. I wanted to be on the front lines, not behind a desk. Go check out the new Jim Ross memoir of his time in WWE with some great stories from years and years ago and more recently. That's under the black hat at audible.com PWtorch. Now, it's not just pro wrestling books, and it's not just books. Audible is much more than audiobooks. They have podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. There are thousands of titles. In fact, if you listen to everything on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries to catch up. Of course, you could dial up your narration speed and maybe cut it down to a century and a half. Anyway, Audible helps people get more stories and information through the gift of found time. It allows people to listen while commuting, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home. A recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say they haven't read a single book in the past year, up from 19% in 2011. Lack of time being the main reason. So, Why not listen to your books and then you can, you know, tell your friends how many books you read this year. One of the non-wrestling titles I'm listening to right now is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow about the Harvey Weinstein situation. And uh, it's a fascinating look behind the scenes at uh, power and corruption and denial um, within a news organization and the frustration that he had within NBC News trying to get uh, this story out. It's, it's a well-told story. It's fascinating and uh, kind of chilling. Also, I'm uh, listening to an Alfred Hitchcock biography. I've been watching some old Alfred Hitchcock movies in recent weeks as I've had more time at home and less time away from home, and I wanted to learn more about him and the movies he made. Whatever interests you this month, uh, Audible's got a book that will let you do a deep dive into it or just be entertained and escape. So again, go to audible.com PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500-500. Each month, members get one credit to pick any title from Audible's library. Plus, while we're all at home, Audible is giving its members more content to enjoy. Members can now download not just two, but all of the Audible original monthly selections. Plus, access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. And that's important for a lot of people right now. We're living in a time right now where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of routines that have been broken, and it can shake us up a little bit. Some guided meditation might help. This might be the time to uh, check that out, and Audible is a way to do that. So go to audible.com slash PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500-500
5: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
8: VDW Group, no purchase
7: necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: Well, One other thing I did want to mention, uh, if you don't mind, is yeah. I, uh, I went to an independent show up in Syracuse, to cw and CJ Parker was there. Yeah. And it was one of his first ones that he's done outside of NXT. And he was phenomenal. He, uh, he played the heel, and he, he was just absolutely great. Had so much heat on him. Everybody was chanting, don't break his nose and all this other stuff. And he just went right into it. And I can totally understand how he wanted to, like, get additional experience and maybe have the freedom to, you know, become that heel. But he did it great. I was just so impressed with the guy. And NXT from the matches I saw him in didn't do him near as much credit as what I saw on in the indie show. I just wanted to throw that in there.
2: I I appreciate that. It's it's cool to get a uh eyewitness report on that. Yeah, I've I, I've liked him. Um I don't blame him for wanting to go somewhere else for a little while just to see if that does help him get some valuable experience. Heck I'd I'd send Roman Reigns out on the indie scene right now if I had my choice.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. That might help him with uh something. I like the guy, you know, he's from what I see, he just seems like a he seems like he'd be a good guy to, like, be friends with, but he definitely doesn't seem like he's as comfortable as he should be in his character as you stated in your podcast previously. But.
2: Exactly, yep. No, I'm I'm, a, I, I'm a very much a proponent and advocate of wrestlers getting experience on the indie scene at some point, and internationally, outside of the WWE bubble. I, I just think you benefit from different voices, and if you look at their roster right now, there's a lot more guys on top who, you know, cut their teeth on the indie scene than there are guys who work through developmental. And the guys who work through developmental, Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns types, I think would have benefited from, you know, as as Bruce Mitchell has said, sing for your supper. You know, go out there and earn your money, not with a uh, you know, kind of weekly guarantee from WWE to quote get better, but to go out there and be responsible for trying to draw fans. Definitely. Yeah.
0: But I did want to say thank you as well. Uh, last, I think it was last month or a couple months ago, you had Stone Cold on. Yeah. I sent you an email about my WrestleMania 19 experience, and you read it.
8: I didn't ah, expect yeah.
0: you to, and it was—I I loved his response. I really appreciated it. But uh, I, I appreciate all you do. I wanted to thank you. Unfortunately, I don't have money to get the Twitch VIP right now. But as soon as I do get paid, I am going to get it.
2: Cool. Well, it's a dollar thirty-one for a couple more days.
0: I know. I know. Okay. I. I I need my paycheck. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: I understand. I've been there.
0: Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. But I love all you do, and I try to become a VIP member as much as I can. But I just wanted to say thank you.
2: Great. I appreciate it, Ryan. I appreciate the call, too. Good discussion.
0: Thank you. Hope Thanks. you'll call
2: again. Yep. All right. That is Ryan. We uh, continue to await our guest. We have never, and I'm going to give PJ a hard time about this if he uh, doesn't turn up, um, we've never had a no-show on the live cast um pat oh i shouldn't say that pat may have i'm pretty sure pat has but uh i have never on interview friday or interview thursday in years i think we've been doing three and a half years we've been doing a three and a half or four and a half the uh, interview friday and now interview thursday format never had a no show so um yeah so shame on you peach but i hope everything's okay i guess i shouldn't say shame on him could be some family emergency of some kind going on but um nevertheless uh hopefully he'll uh He's just delayed and, and having some reception issues or something like that. He'll join us soon. Um, but in the meantime, our phone lines are open. And as Ryan from Syracuse just did, we can uh, talk wrestling. Uh, we're just a few days away from Extreme Rules and uh, kind of a big weekend. I mean, this is the first time Seth Rollins is headlining a pay-per-view as world champion. The uh, Randy Orton match could be a good one. If they come back with a three-way, I won't. I mean, it seems realistic enough. It could be legit. Um, it's probably not a bad way to... to mask the limitations of Roman Reigns a little bit and put him in a situation where maybe some fans are going to be wondering if there's going to be a turn if Roman Reigns is kind of the tweener going into the match the fans are behind Orton anti-Seth and uh it's sort of you know Roman kind of ends up in the middle and there might be some intrigue there so I'm not against that if that happens but yeah I mean I'm just not ready to call it a spoiler because there's people out there who can do editing as well as WWE does. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and there's been stuff that has fooled me before. Anyway, our phone number six four six seven two one nine eight two eight. 646-721-9828. Up next, area code 202. Thanks for calling. Please state your name and the city you're calling from.
9: Junior from Washington, D.C. Is this really on, you?
2: Wade? Is this really you or is this Hannibal? Yeah, it's really man. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's me, <laughs> man. It's me, man. Yep. How you doing today, man? Doing good. How about you? That's what's up. I'm doing well, man. I'm sitting here right now uh Watching all my watching Mayweather fights, you know what I'm saying? Just getting myself amped up for this big one. Uh, who
10: you got for the fight? Wade? real quick, who you, know, you got?
2: I, I I would be flipping a coin. I mean, I'm not a huge boxing guy, um, so uh-huh. I, I just I would hate to go on record and pretend like I know anything about it. It's just it's kind of weird, but I like MMA, um, and I've liked it from mm-hmm. day one. Um, I've been writing about it in the ProSingTorch Torch newsletter since uh uh since the first event first UFC event and I've I've always been into pro wrestling since I was like 9 or year, 8 years old but I've never uh never been attracted to boxing I mean I've watched it it's just not something I've ever really gotten into enough where I feel like I can comment
9: Okay that's yeah. fair enough fair enough I'm going to put some money on there, baby that's all I'm going to take but Anyway yeah. I'm uh you we know, gonna um I just I've been lately, Wade. I have just been kind of going back in time. I've been looking at some old Torch articles and and I listened to a lot of what you said. So yeah. I started watching the uh the the prime time wrestling shows yeah. So, you know of course I, I was like six or seven years old when they were running these, so I remember them. But I just try to look at it like not. I try to see see what you say. You know, what I'm saying like uh like everything that I've read or things you made comments. And I have to agree, man, like, you're spot on, like, with a lot of it. Like, uh, no, it's it's, it's kind of funny because I love Gorilla Monsoon. Like, Gorilla Monsoon, to me, is like, like, I I look at him and Bruno like the same way. Those are two of the first voices that I heard on commentary as a child. So it, it, it carries over. But I do see what you were saying about some of his delivery and a lot of things that he said. I guess maybe at the time it would kind of seem outdated because you're a little older than me. So I could see how you you could look at it like, man, man like, it's still...
2: Junior, I think we lost you. Uh, your phone line started to go out there, and then your call dropped.
4: Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the three-weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast, each week you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at prowrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast and all your favorite secondary apps or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com
3: play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I, I am uh, pleased to welcome onto the program uh just incredible PJ Palacco. Justin, how are you doing today?
11: How are you, sir? I am so. Sorry. I was just tweeting you. I am so sorry. <laughs> I just got. I I got held up at a doctor's appointment uh, for my son. He had some surgery uh, a couple of uh, of days ago. So we're we're just getting back. So I, I have heard. I sincerely apologize.
2: I have heard lame excuses before, but being <laughs> no, no, your son truth. in the hospital that is, is the no truth. excuse that is to be truth. fifteen minutes late.
11: Well, no, he's, 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 uh, all all kidding aside, he's, yeah. he's, I have a, dis- he's disabled, yeah. and uh, he has a lot of, he does a lot of work, we do a lot of work on his legs, that's yeah. where he has his problems, so, all all kidding aside, uh, but that, that was legit, and I apologize, because you know me, I, I wanted to, I, I was <laughs> the one that, politics to get on this show because I enjoy talking to you so much so it was my job you know I I, I pushed to get on your show so I apologize I'm sorry no
2: no problem (laughs) and I I wasn't doubting you were telling the truth I was just saying that of all reasons to be late to a wrestling, uh, being at, being there for your son. Come on, get your priorities straight. No, I absolutely. I am I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you were it, able to call in and uh, with some good conversations. Yes. with Oh, I know.
11: Here, it's so. my it's my pleasure. I, yeah. You know, I love to do this. I love talking to you. And you know what? It, what's actually inspired me is I love listening to you and Steve Austin. <laughs> I, I really mark out for the the way you guys you know go back and forth and you know with your with your wisdom and. You know, your knowledge and, uh, you know, and and Steve, it's just, you guys have a really, and I've told him that, we've talked about that, you know, ourselves, me and Steve, but you guys just have a really nice rapport coming out of the pay per view. so I just hope you guys continue to do that, uh, you know, once a month, because it's really cool stuff.
2: I enjoy every time I talk to Steve, he is, uh, yeah, I mean.
11: Good stuff, real real good stuff, Uh, real good stuff. Yeah, but anyways, I'm here, so let's go to work.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, my my first question for you, um, as a wrestler who has been in the ring, suffered concussions, uh, delivered blows to heads, taken blows to heads, what do you think of the curb stomp move? It's a big topic of conversation this week because Seth Rollins introduced a new finisher. Um, I have not heard from anyone that it is officially banned, but it does seem that he is being steered away from using it without permission ahead of time. Um does that seem like an overly dangerous move to you uh justin from frank it doesn't at it? no
11: okay it, it looks like a complete work, yeah. which is a good thing like there's there's a lot of things uh, to me uh as a wrestler and at least knowing my frailties or my you know things that knock me down like anything that's a whiplash like power bombs or you know big time you know jarring of the head and neck that to me is bad the curb stump to me looks like a work i mean i i have never taken it i've never worked with him You seems so i i assume it's okay
8: yeah, so to me,
11: I, I don't see my, i don't see the big deal of it because you could completely work that. So at d- least if you know how to spell, you can.
2: And and I, <laughs> think, I, you know, I've heard people speculate. It's oh, it, it's because it can cause concussions, and the NFL lawsuit and the billion-dollar settlement and WWE's concern. Yeah. To me, the the bigger reason, and I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the reason, is the curb stomp is associated with hate crimes against. Black people against gays, Ooh. against pe- – I mean, it, it, is a, it, is a, it is a contemporary street tactic that kills people, sure. breaks sure. their jaw, knocks their teeth out. And, and I could see that WWE maybe got some – somebody within the company who's got some sense said, you know what? If there's a curb stomp at a school, if there's a curb stomp in society in general, and that guy's wearing a Seth Rollins t-shirt when he does it, and it gets – there's some yeah. YouTube video, we're in trouble. And and so and I know you could say that about a lot of moves, but to me, when there's kind of a, a newish move, although it was in American Society X, I mean, it's been around for a while, but when there's a move that's kind of contemporary, I mean, the first thing, the second sentence in the first paragraph on Wikipedia when describing stomp is, it's a, it's a move associated with maiming somebody. And it's often associated with a hate crime, and I and just think funny. that's yeah. probably something yeah. WWE would want to stay away from. So to me, especially with you saying it doesn't seem like a high risk concussion uh, move, no, not at all. I
11: well, because of the name, the name itself. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're. They, I, I think initially, and that's funny you say American History X because I, God, that was a movie uh, ten plus more than ten plus years ago. It was a hell of a movie, yeah. but. uh I mean I get it and um you know at, at, they you know at the same extent though they can't win uh the WWE in some uh, respects because you know you have to be so politically correct these days you can't say one thing wrong or anything risqué or it becomes you know it could be you know their you know their big time entertainment company could become very uh you know taken out of proportion, you got to be very careful. But, uh, you know, the move itself, it, maybe the name, uh, you know, is kind of gritty and, you know, maybe maybe a little bit too much. Uh, but the move in itself, I mean, hell, I'd, I'd rather take that all day than uh, get slammed on my neck and back, you know, yeah. as far as from what I see. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. They, gotta, they have to, you know... That's the uh, that's the juggling act that they have to do as a publicly traded corporation. Well, on what they you know what they do, I guess. Well, you know,
2: well, and, you know and, and I think I, I just kind of come down on each situation you judge individually. You know, I I, sure. I don't think yep. you should just say, well, anytime that they use their judgment against allowing something to happen. It's being overly politically correct. And every time that they don't, they're being politically incorrect. I, I think that's kind of a, a it's a word that, that can be misconstrued. And I think it can be used as an excuse by either side. People going, we yeah. want to oh, be politically yeah. incorrect. So we're going to yeah. do it. And other people, yeah. going, we don't want to be politically correct. So, nope. so to me, like yep. this situation, I can see both sides of it. I would not, this is my stance. I personally, if I were in control of WWE, probably would have said, no, let's not do this move. Because it's a hate crime, it's contemporary, and from a pure business standpoint, I don't want some kid getting his teeth knocked out or his jaw broken in any situation when the perpetrator is wearing a WWE t-shirt or says, yay, Seth, on YouTube right afterwards. I just think that's too Now, you could argue, Peach, that people could do a pile driver. And exactly. So the difference? But, yeah. But to me, it's uh, the curb stomp being a hate associated with a hate crime that makes it a little more sensitive. So, from a business standpoint, I don't blame WWE. I have felt stronger about other issues. I don't feel super well, strong uh, about this, but I lean against
8: well,
11: it. Yes, I, I, and I, and I, agree. I know where you're coming from, and I agree with you. But at the same extent, they're trying to get some kind of cool factor because yeah. that's really we we're at a point where. Uh, in on our business, where we really need, um, you know, that cool factor, and we're trying to hit on, um, you know, time, the times, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's out there in society. And I, you know, of course, I'm not into, you know, I'm not into violent, you know, all that stuff that you're. We're talking about gangs and hate crimes and stuff. I'm not into that, and nobody. I'm sure a lot of people aren't, but they're, we're trying to hit on something that's, Maybe a hot button topic, and you know it's it's you know we we WWE is always going to find themselves in a position where what's right, what's wrong, um, what do we do? You know, is it too much? Is it too little? And uh, and I think that's where we are today. Because hell, back in the '90s, man, I mean, it was wide open. You know, especially you know stuff we did in ECW. I mean, that's what I could recall was. ridiculous and over-the-top and so politically incorrect in some ways Um, and you know today it would not be acceptable
6: hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere
2: So like in ECW, like I could have, you know, if if there was a curb stomp in ECW during the days of of the gangsters or public enemy, to me, ECW is not targeted towards uh, uh, corporate sponsorships. It wasn't targeted towards kids. It was a a largely male 20, 30 something crowd. Uh, I I just like I wouldn't have as big of a problem with it because it deals in that in that territory. I've said this week on VIP audio and maybe on the live cast on Tuesday, too. I would be fine with uh, Luch Underground using a curb stomp. It really, to sure. me, is context. Uh, Luch Underground is a more adult show. It's got a, a grittiness that's more along the lines of the Wire or the Shield, um, sure. where it's 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 a gritty drama. It's it's dark. It's not it's yeah. not you're right. not bouncing around with with Hornswoggle doing you know Kitty Stuffer or El Torito. Sure. So it is yeah. context then, in that sense. But I would be fine with it in ECW, probably. You know, if if yeah. did it
11: it's it's that's where we have to you know it's that it's where they want to go with it really because they you know they are such a high profile company we've gotten to the point where you know they they mean so they are the wrestling business at the same extent you know it means so much what they do and the rules that they you know so the way they're perceived and the demographics they're going after etc so yeah i mean it's a huge deal i some, but it's something so simple, like, God, who would have thought, you know, a simple move like that would have been a big deal? You know, we're talking about something so trivial when we've done so much else uh, in the landscape of, you know, pro wrestling or, you know, worked fights and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, we're just, uh, you know, now it, it, whatever they do is just means so much. So, yeah, I, I totally
2: get it. I totally get it. Uh, interesting comment. Well, you know what? Let's, let's take a, a VIP, or excuse me, a, a listener question who just mailed in. Uh, it is a VIP member, Chris L. He says, um, could you comment, could PJ comment on his knowledge of management's say in the move set, notably finishers, of a wrestler? Uh, talk about your experience with that and your knowledge of others sure. in terms of how, how, does finisher, how do finishers get picked out? Did you ever have uh, management tell you you could or could not do one of your key moves?
11: Oh sure, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I mean basically, I, when I got to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on my second run because I, I basically started in, in the WWE when I was Aldo Montoya as a kid. I was 19 years old, but uh, when I went back there uh, after the just incredible run, um, you know, somewhat main event experience, headlining pay per views, etc. Um, you know, you still it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels was there, so I couldn't use a super kick, you know, um, and undertaker was there, so I couldn't use the tombstone, which was my finish. You know, those are two things that I, you know, in ECW or whatever that I use. So it's, it's very much, um, man, you're, you're going in there. If, if management is with you, like fully committed to you and your character, you're good but if, if 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 it's not you know not i'm not saying that you know whatever reasons that i failed or succeeded whatever but it's you know if if you're not um considered you know going forward that you're you're screwed it's uh you know you you pretty much get told hey you could do this you could do that but you know i've you know, I I, I I hate to say it, but I had no chance when I went into WWE because Jim Ross signed me in uh, when ECW went out of business, and you know I, I was not able to be who I was on the other you know for the other brand for the ECW brand, I I couldn't be Justin Credible. So I had to be shell of myself. I couldn't do super kicks because, oh, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn's a friend, not saying, you know, whatever, but they protect certain things. And and of course I can't do a tombstone, which was ultimately my finish, you know, because Undertaker did it. So it's, uh, you know, you're, you you know, you really, it's so politically uh, infused up there that uh you know it's 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 hard man it's you know you it's you know the moons have to kind of align and you have to you know i don't know it, it's just a, it's just a weird dichotomy of things and it's you know it's not just wrestling for being wrestling i guess that's what i'm trying to say you just have to yeah. go out there and, and and play the political game as best you can you know it really is
2: Absolutely. All right, let's go to another phone call, um, or the first phone call for PJ. Uh, just incredible is my <laughs> guest, former ECW champion, uh, PJ Palacco.
3: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
6: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
2: Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside, and that's why they ship directly to you, so you can experience the quality of a hairy shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I love Harry's razors because of the fit and finish of the razor blade. For me, I don't like putting a cheap plastic blade or a heavy blade that's off balance up against my face when I'm shaving. Harry's has that perfect fit and finish, that balance and that sense of quality and that sense of safety along with a great shave. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash dailycast. That's harrys.com slash dailycast. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription. Your choice. And you can feel good about your purchase. There's a hundred percent quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. And 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. So listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at Harry's.comslash dailycast. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash dailycast to start shaving better today. That's harrys.com slash dailycast to get a free Harry's trial set. And I love the packaging it comes in, too.
6: No bridge is necessary. for' we're prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Um let's uh let's go to area code eight oh one. Eight oh one, uh please state your name and where you're calling from. This is Derek from Utah. Hey Derek from Utah. Good hear from you again. What's going on? Uh just gonna chime in
13: about the Seth Rollins curb stomp, I guess fan or whatever it is. It's it's easier to say ban than
2: they're steering away from it, but I think they're more steering away from it.
13: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess uh, I commend WWE for some respect for self-censoring themselves, which most companies just plain out don't do. But I think sometimes they borderline on, instead of censoring themselves, they almost neuter their talent. And I think my biggest complaint with doing it is the time they're doing it right now. Because you have a champion who's trying to establish himself as a credible champion, and he's found a finish which, to me, hits on all cylinders. What you're looking for is a finish. It's safe. You can hit it on anybody, and probably sure. most importantly, it's very well established. And now that he's established this as, as a move that beats almost anybody, he's at the midst or at the very beginning of his title run, and now you take it away from him. And so I think that's my this complaint is, is the timing of taking away uh the best move from who should
11: be your best guy mm, yeah i mean uh, it, it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense uh you know because it is to me as as a performer as a as an athlete and as a performer uh, I'd rather take that all day than uh something where you're you know you're flat backing on your back. Yeah. Something whiplashing the neck, you know what I mean? It's a work uh, to me, as far as I'm, as far as I see. I don't, I mean, I've never taken it, but um, as far as I can see, so it's just. The, I mean, uh, at the same extent, it's just the way you brand it because they have branded it, and with the name as, as such. So I, I think they could also get away from it if they simply, you know, call it maybe some. Uh, not even, I don't know if you call it something else, but you just. Yeah, you they know, they're very smart uh, up there, and you know, I I just think that that's something that they could, at the end of the day, make. You know, I don't know. I I, I to me, I don't see the the argument. I guess I don't know.
2: I I will call. I think they should call it the Sethinator. No. <laughs> something. Something. But
11: you know, it it's. It, it, Believe me, I'll take that all day, you know, as <laughs> yeah. as opposed to getting, you know, shit vicious or Vader dropping you on your head. Yeah. Believe me,
2: I, I guess, you, you know, know, my take on this is I mean, I have, I definitely have my opinion on it. I think it's dangerous corporately to use it. I think it's wrong. I don't, I don't, I disapprove. Or I don't approve. I disapprove because of the target audience that they have, that they have a move that's contemporary. Yeah. Associated with hate crime, just awful when you think about it. that. Said I don't feel super strongly because when you tune into pro wrestling, you're going to expect some stuff that you have to expect some stuff that falls in a gray area of you know, just being you know totally PG. Um, and I, I yeah. again, I, my, when I first stated my opinion on this, although I will say last year I said um, maybe a, a, whenever Cess first started doing it, I said this is this could be asking for trouble, you know. And I, I mean, I, I did say that. Yeah. Um, but to me, I I don't, it's in a gray area, and I just lean, you know, I'm on record. I lean against it. But I, I think Seth is good enough. This should not be a career killer. I don't think it's going to cost them one ticket sale. I know Derek, nope. what you're saying, he's trying to establish himself, and this is one of his signatures. But I, I, he's not a one-trick pony, and I think he nope. can more than make up for it. Nope
11: and i guess it's just me being like the the old school wrestler guy like i'll yeah. you know i just see it as well that's a move i'll do. <laughs> you know it's right. like a stunner yeah. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. to me it's like it's a, to me it's an easy move like i see it as a performance they are like, oh, that's easy for me to to take, um, like a diamond cutter, like a stunner, etc. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I go about it. But, uh, you know, if we really, if we really, if we really get into it, yeah, you know, there are there could be a lot of problems. You know, with
2: with what you're saying, and and I agree, uh, Derek. But, what I, you know. Derek? Do you have anything to add or follow up on your what you have brought up?
13: You uh, know, well, I actually like Peter's suggestion of just changing the name. I think uh, we have to remember that there was a time when John C. That calls his finisher the F two, right? You know, but yeah. they decided yeah. that wasn't PG. They decided that wasn't PG, and instead of changing the move, he changed the name of the move.
2: All right, hashtag, I, hashtag I just, Sethinator. hashtag Sethinator. Let's see if we can get this trending.
13: <laughs> <laughs> I think in Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor used to call his move the Blackout.
2: That yep. sounds right. Uh, right, right. Right. Don't ruin you know, that I think Sethinator is money. I think you can sell. T- Don't you want to hear Seth Rollins going, Sethinator? I'm going to destroy you with a Sethinator. I'm still working on my impersonation of him, but
11: I do. And you know what would even be best is if, if PW Torch would get him royalties. <laughs> well,
2: I'm all, I'm all for that. But I, I will, I will say this, and I may regret this rest of my life. I'm officially relinquishing all rights to the name Sethinator. I am granting yes, WWE use of this name, which I am. Endorsing wholeheartedly for Seth. Okay, enough of that. I've had fun with it. All right. Uh, very good, I, Derek. I had to put you on hold because I heard an airplane or going over a train going by or a spaceship landing in your backyard. But um, if that, yeah, it looks like the noise has passed. Go ahead with any final comments, Derek, and then we'll move on.
13: No, I think you're onto something, Wade. But uh, first of all, Seth the native, terrible idea, probably one of your worst. Uh, They should do a WWE WWE app pull. That seems to be in fashion right now. Put a pull on the app and have the fans decide what it's finished is called. I'm sure that'll, that'll win them over.
2: I, I, I am. I am a little bit hurt that you don't like my my awful. My I mean my great name for Seth's New for Seth finishing the, the Sethinator, but mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll forgive I'm with you. you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. Um, Derek, appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank
13: you, guys. You guys have a good one. Yep, you, you too, too man. Th-
2: thanks a lot. All right. Um, <laughs> just having fun with this. I, I'm not ruling it out. I've relinquished the rights to it. I, I can see WWE's I attorneys don't. right now calling their, their corporate attorney, their uh, their copyright attorney, going, let's let's check on this. Jerry, Jerry McDivitt. <laughs> yes. I doubt he messes with uh, trademark searches, but maybe he still does. Yes. All right, cool. Let's go to another phone call here with Justin Credible. Let's see. Somebody just made a pitch to be on the show and they say they're on hold, but they're not. So I don't even know. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan where he examines a single topic in depth and then Sunday nights it's wrestling night in America with Greg Parks you can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com just click on the live stream link he takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. All right, let's go to uh, air code 251. Uh, 251, thanks for rolling. Please state your name and where you're calling from.
10: Hey, Wade, this is Brian from Fairhope, Alabama.
2: Th- thanks uh, for calling, I'm, me.
10: Uh, I'm uh, on the road, so let's uh, talk through my rental car, so please let me know if I sound awful. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask uh, PJ, uh, because I'm continuing my tradition of not watching Raw, and I wanted to... And, uh, I heard about the segment where Bo Dallas called out Roman Reigns, and it seems like uh, it's a time-honored man tradition of using one wrestler to call out another wrestler to trash out a wrestler of uh, something that the front office doesn't like in front of fans who don't really understand why. And I just wanted to ask, what, how is that usually taken in the locker room both by the, uh, the wrestlers who are getting... Um, Getting trashed in front of the audience sure. and how's it yeah. taken by there? How's it taken by like when you're just watching on monitor and you're saying, no, yeah. okay, there's one of my buddies getting called out again for it's,
11: something like uh, that. Uh, I I totally uh, I I appreciate your call and I, and I know what you're saying and you know it, it, it does it does sting a little bit you know is look we know it's a worked business. Um, and we always, you know, for the most part, guys who aren't Marx about it, know it's hey, you know, we do what we gotta do to get over whatever, you know. But um, you know, th- today in today's wrestling world, um, you know, we're 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 going in places where we've never gone before, and it does, you know, we're going so reality based in some aspects that you're hitting upon, you know certain deficiencies and certain aspects of, of guys or whatever that do hurt. You're talking, cause you're not even, you're not talking about characters, you know, they're going at you, you know, in a way it, it's a shoot. It's not, I hate to say shoot because, you know, it, it's been so bastardized in the, in the industry, but uh, it's, it's very much, you know, shoot context stuff, but it does hurt. I, I get hurt. I, I just recently, I mean, this this has nothing to do with anything high profile, but I was at an independent show recently, uh, three weeks ago, I, I, I would say. And, you know, I'm a little overweight right now. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, 20, 30 pounds over what I normally am. So I'm I'm looking a little heavy and, and, you know, this young indie kid, Uh, you know, shot off, you know, we're doing a, a little back and forth on the mic and he called me out saying, you know, you're a fat piece of, you know, a family friendly show, but you know what I'm saying? And I got very, I was like, what? You know, like, it's almost like certain things you, you know what I mean? So I took it personal. And lo and behold, I went in there and took care of my business, uh, you know, against this kid. But whatever, but you do, you, you, you can't help it because, you know, and, and so it's, you know, you got to be careful with uh, what you say, what you do. And, um, you know, and, and it is, it's it's, it's, it's a different we're living in a different world. But when you live in that reality-based world that the WWE also claims is so relevant that, you know, it's reality-based and blah, blah, blah. But you also got to be very careful because you got to protect the, you know, what your your guys are, etc. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a give and take. You know, it's just like anything else. And, uh, you know, I, I think that you know, eventually that it will come back to, to bite them in the butt, uh, so to speak, if, did, if did you they're see not the, careful, H, did you know, you see,
2: did you see the promo on Monday when Bo called out or didn't call, or came out during Roman Reigns and called him, you know, that he's the biggest bust in history and that kind of thing. Uh, I
11: did. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: yeah. mean, to, to, what you did gotta you, gotta be careful with that stuff though, man. I know. I, know? I, I, was, oh, it was right. Yeah. It was Ryan who, who didn't see it. Cause he doesn't watch raw. Um, I, I really thought that was, I mean, it gave me some sympathy for Roman. I just don't think any wrestler should have to stand out there and have these kind of dog whistle segments where, you know, something is said to kind of resonate with them in a way that doesn't help draw money and is meant to just, I don't know, give, yeah, I just, I was it's uncomfortable like with that. I think, it's, I think it's bullying uh, in a way, you know.
11: It's almost like you're glad handing the people, to, you know, please, you know, you're you're feeding them. What they want? I don't know, man. Yeah. We're not giving. We're not. Give, in my opinion, we're not giving the public the opportunity to 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 take their, you know, to choose who they want. Like we're totally telling them here, this is what it is. Just take it, yep. you know. And I, and I and I like Roman Reigns too. At the end of the day, I mean, I think he's money, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think uh, they've actually. You know, made some steps to to make him more. You know, they, with, with, what they're doing today is better than they were. were what they were doing before WrestleMania,
8: but I, yeah, I agree. At the end
11: of the day, you know, it's I don't know. To, for, maybe I'm too away. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get into that bitter old man stuff, <laughs> where I'm just like
2: just err uh, at everything. Yeah. You know? I just don't get it. I I know the business has
11: changed, but I'm just not getting it sometimes.
2: Well, let me go back to Ryan and see if he has any uh, follow-up on what you had to say or another topic. Go ahead, Ryan. Um,
10: That's all I've got for now. Um, uh, X Factor for life.
2: (laughs) Thank you, brother. Cool, uh, Peach, before we go back to the phone lines, by the way, people can get in line on the phone banks. We've got a couple of people on hold already, 646-721-9828. That's 646-721-9828. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at the Wade Keller, TheWadeKeller, T-H-E-W-A-D-E-K-E-L-L-E-R. Uh, Peach, I want to give you a chance to plug uh, anything that you want to plug, your Twitter account, your videos online, anything else that you've got going on.
11: Uh, yes sir um uh go to youtube uh check out pro wrestling 101 um just uh hit that into the search engine also my website www.thejustincredible.com. and uh my twitter account uh at pj Polacco, polaco and uh, you know hit me up
2: some of pro wrestling's best podcasts are vip exclusive and you can go vip and find out why we have been supported by paid subscribers for over 30 years with our exclusive top shelf content including pro wrestling torch senior columnist bruce mitchell with the bruce mitchell audio show i usually host that program although he has a variety of guest hosts with different themes and unmatched historical insight but primarily providing insight and hard-hitting analysis and a Opinion on what today's news means also the fix with Todd Martin every midweek Todd and I sit down for two and a half three and a half hours with analysis of the latest TV shows and major events from WWE AEW New Japan and many others plus we'll keep you up to date on what just happened in the world of MMA USC Bellator and more and what's coming up the following weekend plus book reviews reviews of documentaries and so much more comprehensive coverage of the worldwide pro wrestling scene. And then the unmatched mailbag segment. This is one of the highlights of the week in the pro wrestling podcast world. I know I sound like I'm exaggerating, but this is great stuff. The the fixed listeners provide fantastic questions, and Todd delivers every week. You will learn, you will think, and you will appreciate professional wrestling on another level when you go VIP. And that includes Bruce and Todd joining me for post-pay-per-view roundtables following WWE and AEW pay-per-view events. Where we spend roughly an hour, sometimes longer, breaking down the pay per view. As soon as it ends, we are recording that podcast and within about 90 minutes it's available for VIP members on our VIP exclusive podcast feed. All the VIP shows are available on popular podcast apps on both iPhone and Android. No ads, no plugs on the VIP exclusives and we remove the plugs and ads from the free shows that also show up on the VIP podcast feed, sometimes sooner than the general public has access to them. That's just scratching the surface. Go check out full details on VIP benefits, including retro radio shows from the early to late 1990s, our podcast dating back to the mid-2000s, back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter, over 1,600 of them, and so much more. Full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com that's pwtorchvipinfo.com join the ranks of the most well-informed and most entertained pro wrestling fans with the best podcast lineup anywhere go vip and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed also a huge bonus pwtorchvipinfo.com
11: yeah yeah all kidding aside i just want to say i i i remember i met you in 1991 as a fan at the Meadowlands at a WCW show, and you handed me, a,
8: <laughs> you know,
11: a, a paper, you know, subscription of the Torch. And I tell you, you you guys have done an absolutely amazing job. And anybody who's a pro wrestling fan that does not subscribe to your 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 service is ridiculous because you guys have been doing it for so many years, and I, I so much respect you and what you've done. It's an honor, just you know. I'm not, I'm not talking garbage i'm i'm really mean i mean what i say you guys are amazing and you do a great job and you know anybody should take advantage of what you guys are doing because it's
2: great stuff well thank you that is uh a tremendous plug that means a lot to come March, from you. Uh, i'll
11: never forget it
2: yeah. i think it was yesterday you know and i know
11: the funny thing is I, I i guarantee you don't remember meeting
2: me but i remember meeting you that's amazing. Before I got into this business. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. Wow. So it's, you know, was it's, I, was uh, I a jerk? Is, huh? Was I a jerk? No. Like, did I did I, did I, did I big time you? Who are you?
11: No, you're yeah. a great dude. And and, <laughs> and I was just so happy to meet you and to, you know, just because, I mean, back then things were different, but God, it's just, you know, to, to feel like you were inside and, yeah. you know, you knew something the other guy did, you know.
2: It's just good stuff, you know. Uh, it's it's internet I, I, ruined
11: wrestling. The internet ruined wrestling.
2: <laughs> but anyways. I, I start. You know, I started off doing the newsletter when I was young, I was fifteen or sixteen years old. When I know, I, I
11: know. You're a kid. You were a kid, oh. man. You're a kid.
2: Yeah, I was probably twenty you at know? that point when 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 we met. Yeah, um, you were
11: you were not that much
2: older than I was. <sighs> Really? Yeah. Exactly. But anyways, it just it was it's good stuff. So but I yeah, wanted when, to I, when I hear that out, out to you, Lanny Poffo was telling the story about how uh, Colt Cabana and CM Punk were like loving the Lanny Poffo torch talk that I did with Lanny. And, you know, they, this was before right. Punk's WWF run and WWE run, and and you know, Colts talked about, oh yeah, wait, I couldn't wait to get home from junior high school so I could see if the torch arrived in my mailbox to read it. And you know, I, I mean, I hear you know, I other people, other wrestlers told me that, but I like I prefer they.
11: But it's true. But it's so true, though, yeah. because that's what we waited for, man.
8: Yeah,
2: you know, it,
11: it was it was you and and, and Dave, uh, you know, and
2: yeah.
8: that's
11: what we, you know, that we're fixed. Yeah, you know, it's like what's going. You know
2: what I mean? Oh, yeah. God, I miss those times. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever. I don't. It's different. Into, it's 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 neither better nor worse. It's just times. different. But man, what I would not have done in my, I, life would have been so different for me if I had podcasts like this when I was a teenager. And my, I mean. Forget about it. Oh, Forget
8: about it. The, yeah. the, I, it was yeah.
2: the six-week time delay, six to eight weeks between uh, an event happening and being able to find out what the results sure. were through the magazines back in the early yeah. 80s. Yeah. It's just crazy. Anyway, we got a lot of callers, Peach, so let, let's get back to the phone lines here and uh, uh, and, and go to uh, some callers here. It's, we've got great uh, support on the show today. We'll go to area code 409 next. 409, thanks for holding. Please state your name and the city you're calling from. Yo, what's up, Wade? It's Frederick from Anaheim. Hey, Frederick. Thanks for calling. What have you got what uh, how are your ducks gonna do uh in the playoffs? Or don't you care?
14: You know, wait, uh uh if you remember, uh I'm from Texas. You probably don't remember, you get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. But but I live in Anaheim. Uh, but the ducks are doing damn well. I, I know about the Clippers on the other hand now. The Clippers uh lost to the Spurs last night and I saw that. We yes. saw that. Yeah, to me that was their opportunity to sort of Possibly, you know, uh, beat off the defending champions because I think the Spurs are like eight and zero in their first round um, yes. after uh, winning one game or something like that. So, somebody, I'm a big Doc Rivers, I'm a big Doc Rivers guy, so I think the Clippers are going to be just fine.
2: Somebody on Twitter and I can't remember yeah, who it was I, posted on Twitter. I'm going to be, I'm going to die in my pu- face first in my pudding in 2047 when uh, Duncan wins MVP of the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, you know he just he won't go away, and he's amazing. You know Kevin Garnett. You know he's thirty. He's, he's, he's thirty
11: nine. I'm forty. I'm dude. I, I, and I, you know, that's how I am. I'm like I, I, I roof for the old timers because I'm an old timer myself. So I'm like, dude, you're thirty nine years old, still rocking it. God bless
2: you. You know, and I yep. think
11: they're gonna be okay
2: absolutely no it's, it's a fun series that the western conference not to get to nba here um but the western conference playoffs every series is like it could have been the conference finals it was that i mean the spurs absolutely. ended up the, the spurs ended up fifth or sixth seed but they were a, a tiebreaker away from being the number two seed i mean everything was so close it's just it's it's a golden state i mean new orleans you know they're the newbies but other than that it's it's uh, it's going to be a crazy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hot. It's hot. It's yeah, hot. It's yeah.
11: hot. Anybody could have. It's a couple of games away, man. And then yeah. that's how everything fell. Uh, you know, with the with the regular season into the the matchups we have today. So, anyways,
14: again, forget about the the NBA. It's wrestling. <laughs> All
11: right,
2: go ahead, Frederick.
14: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, just real quick, I don't think you make it past Golden State. Golden State and Cavs is what I'm calling for the for the finals. But That'd we'll be see.
4: That
14: um, I agree. Um, um, three quick things. One, um, Justin, are you interested in possibly training talent in NXT? I know you, I was listening to you yeah. earlier, um, talking about wrestling on the indie circuit, but I think that'd be sure. really cool, obviously with your knowledge and experience, um, and success in the business Two, kind of a random question, but, uh, Alicia Fox has been in the game for a while in WWE. It seems like maybe mm-hmm. six to seven years, maybe even more than that. Do you see her possibly uh, uh, being sort of like a sensational Sherry if she wants to move into the valet role? Because she sort of has that mean streak. She seems to be a pretty smart, uh, you know, pretty smart girl. So uh, I could see her doing that. She want to know your thoughts on that. And then the last thing is with the whole Rope and Reigns deal, I kind of feel like, um, so obviously for two years, you know, Vince has been pushing him, you know, and then he sort of got rejected, you know, to lead up to WrestleMania. Um, and I think sort of rightfully so, at least at the at the latter part. Um, but do you think this is Vince's sort of new strategy to use uh, promos by Bodow to sort of, you know, you kind of hinted at it earlier, way to gain him sympathy? Is that his new way to sort of maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe it's reverse psychology with the fans, <laughs> right. you know, if I right. tap on it, right. maybe they'll actually well, uh, uh, like him. But that's all I have, guys. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to hit all three questions. Um, you,
11: you know, I. <laughs> I think with wrestling now, man, that it's it's so week to week related. I just think they're you know, they, they wanna push him they wanna put him over. They want they think he's a star and I believe he's a star as well. So I th- I think it's just you know, they, they're just trying different things to get him to where he needs to be. Uh I think we all you know, everybody in the industry believes at some level that he is a star. and I, and I do too. I think you know. I mean, he's money. He's a good-looking kid, tall, big, whatever. You know, you just got. You know, I think he's going to be fine. So I just think it's a way for them to, you know, they're just trying to figure out where, how to get him there. Um, oh, God, what was the, what was the second question? Uh,
2: Alicia with, Fox uh, about Alicia Fox. Alicia
11: Fox. Yeah, yeah and and that too. Uh, I I think she could certainly be that person, but. You know, the WWE has to commit to, because it's that, you know, when I, when I was first starting, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, you really had an opportunity to, to make yourself, uh, there was a lot more leeway now. It's so Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon, uh, whoever's doing creative stuff, you know, it's, it's just so everything is so scripted that you really can't go somewhere unless they want you to go somewhere. Um, so I think it's up to them, really.
9: Yeah.
11: Um, the athlete, I mean, you know, the performer can always do a little bit to to get there, but uh, you're almost, you know, you're almost handcuffed. Uh, in my opinion, at least when I was there, I mean, I've been, I've been there in a while, but when I was there, I just, you know, it's just a little harder. So, you, you know, yeah. so I, I think they could, but I think it's up to the office. And, God, what was the third? I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, you
2: know, I forgot thing? the third one, too. Frederick, what was your third? Just give us a couple key words on what your third question was.
14: Trainer NXT.
2: Oh, that's right. Thank you.
14: Oh, I, oh job, my God, I would <laughs> love to, dude. Uh, <laughs> I actually talked to
11: uh, I talked to Paul, uh, Triple H, um, you know, and unfortunately, I'm not going to front. There was no interest. Oh. Mm, not going to lie. Yeah, not going to lie. There was no interest. So, any whatever. Idea, it is, what idea it why? You nope. Know? No. No, yeah. no. I mean, but you know, I I not hurt my feelings because at the end of the day, they got everybody.
8: Yeah,
11: they got the dust. You know what I mean? No, I get. Do like, really? Do you really need just incredible when you have everybody else? Yeah. I mean, I get, and I'm not to demean myself, but I mean, of course, I, I think I would do a phenomenal job. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is.
2: You no, know, I, it's, on a, true it's true. on a different scale, but I mean, you know, for Triple H having to be the person who everybody who's ever been friends or acquaintances with him or felt that they have had a good relationship with him, there's not enough jobs for him to give every qualified person who could help WWE spot. No, there a isn't. Spot. There isn't. I don't envy being yeah. in that position i don't not i don't like the i don't damn, i feel bad i don't, when I don't return emails and I can't return every email I get. I can't return every request to do a podcast or you know do somebody a favor I'd love yeah. to, but you know you just you you there's, you can't. there's you yeah, can't you just can't and and I feel bad about it and I really try not to feel too bad you know but i i i, do.
11: I, I it doesn't it doesn't hurt me i get it yeah. I do get it i mean you know if, if it was the right place at the right time. God, I would <laughs> are you kidding me?
8: Yeah.
11: You know, uh, I'm talking about getting a real job, like a, a shoot job, like, you know, working somewhere, uh, yeah. you know, make you know, doing something else. Yeah. Of course I'd love to keep it in, in the pro wrestling business, which I've done for twenty some years. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's not in the cards. Yeah. So what am I gonna do? You know, he he wasn't mean about it, he wasn't a jerk about it. Yeah. It's just hey hey man, <laughs> you know, it is what it is.
2: Yeah. So
11: whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, I get, but I get it at the same extent. I get it.
2: Yeah, uh, Frederick, appreciate the call. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go next to uh, Brian from Minneapolis, VIP member, 952. Uh, Brian, just confirm this with you, and uh, let me know what you got for Justin. Incredible. Uh,
7: hey, it is me, Wade. Uh, just have one question for you guys today. I, I watched the Ron White videos that Bruce Mitchell uh-huh. mentioned, and uh, you guys have talked about it. I just want to hear Justin's take on it because he – when he was in ECW for me uh, as the champion at Anarchy Rules at the event here, I hated him. He just got <laughs> under my skin. He was very good at it. There was nothing redeeming in his character in ECW at that time with the impact players to make me like him. What is it with wrestling, especially WWE, as you guys were just talking about, that makes them and the town afraid to get that, that white-hot heat that really draws the fans in and, and wants to see that guy get the crap beat out of him? And not just uh, perform in front of yeah
11: them. no no I know I, I know what you're saying I man I don't even know anymore dude I I I, I think we we're, you know everybody's so worried about I think we keep it too generalized um in today's WWE uh, when you watch Raw it's very formatted in my opinion it's very much almost cookie cutter um and I mean back then we were we were really given the ability to just go out and perform and just be sure, you know, Paul Hammond, uh, towards the end, he was, you know, cause there was so many worries about financial stuff. If you remember with ECW that, uh, he almost gave me no direction. It was just like, go out there, be a bad guy. And so I was, I was given a, you know, uh, uh, a, you know, a, a, a you know, a fresh palette to paint. You know, I was able to just go out there and and create, and I think a lot of times, so many guys are so produced, and like Steve Austin, you know, and, and I, if you if you go back to uh, Austin's podcast and you listen to his, him and I's um, podcast, you'll listen, you'll hear how, like how he started to come into the Stone Cold character, and it was again, you know, one of the moments was against me because he was just able to. You know, here's a guy in a yellow jock strap Who was able to just go off on him. You know what I mean? You were giving, you were given, you know, room to breathe. And I think a lot of that's what's missing today is you're so produced, and there's you know everything is like you got to go this way, you got to go that way, got to be careful what you say here. You know, we got uh, you know, uh, con- you know, uh, com- you know people that are you know paying for advertisements, whatever. You know. Just, you just got to be able to be you, and I think that's what's really missing from this business. Of course, competition is also when WCW, know, you know, there's a, a legitimate contender in the WCW or whatever. I think that hurts too because that forced Vince and company to, you know, to step up. But I think that's that's that's, that's probably the biggest thing, man. Is, is that stuff, you know, just being able to go out there and create. Yeah, you know, because there's—I'll tell you—there's there are times when even myself, like recently, like I'll have moments on the on an indie show in front of a hundred fans, you know, just like kind of break through and and feel something,
8: yeah,
11: and and be able to react to something because I can. And I was like, wow, like I'm still—I'm 41 years old, 23 years in the wrestling business, I'm still discovering who I am or who I can be, and I think uh, unfortunately, there's just. These guys
2: don't have that, you know, that's too bad. When you become a VIP member, one of the perks we don't talk a lot about are the back issues. Every week we drop another 20 years ago back issue on our VIP website, and you can read it in PDF and all text format. In early 2000, it was a fascinating time. That's when the Radicals jumped from WCW to the WWF. You can read all the -the behind-the-scenes details as that story developed week after week. Also, the launch of the XFL. What was my take on that story and the debut of the new league, plus some analysis of the early ratings. Also, my exclusive feature-length one-on-one interview with The Rock Dwayne Johnson, the longest insider interview he has ever done with a journalist. Check that out with a VIP membership. Also, my roster evaluations with depth charts for WCW, WWE, and ECW as the year 2000 kicked off. Plus, the latest controversies behind the scenes in WCW, including a cover story on how Hulk Hogan was damaging morale. Fascinating behind-the-scenes details on what was going on. Again, contemporaneous, well-sourced, detailed reporting on so many behind-the-scenes happenings in WCW and the WWF at that time. So go VIP and check out those stories right now. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go A new back issue from the year 2000 drops on its 20th anniversary every weekend. Brian, anything else for PJ today?
7: Uh, just one little expansion on that idea. When he said these guys, I get the same sense he does with uh, modern WWE wrestlers. The ones who haven't uh, traveled the world, the journeymen, if you will, come in with sure. a lot of uh, limitations because they haven't had that experience of of those that uh, those failures, and not in the bad sense, but
11: no, you no, no, failures to get those successes because you don't know how to make it. If you and that's that's, that's so that's so true. I mean and that's a big deal man. And you know I've been you know I mean, not just me a lot of the older guys like the Scott Halls, Shawn Michaels, Hunter even Hunter and those guys I mean we've traveled I mean I did the 30 days a month thing the 300 days a year on the road and and going to every single town and knowing what the you know what I mean what what the fans want don't want and uh, that's yeah, that's a huge deal, man. And and until you have those successes and failures, that's but that's where you're able to do it. That's why I mean I was in you know I did the USWA Memphis stuff. You know, I worked for Waller in the early nineties, you know ninety two, ninety three, you know, and I was able to go you know wrestle in Louisville in front of a hundred people, or you know do Memphis TV in the morning and then drive back four hours to do Nashville house show, you know, and you but you're able to recognize hey. This works, this doesn't, whatever. And you, but you season yourself. And you really, that's when you become a real professional at, at, at our craft. And unfortunately, you know, it's just business has changed or whatever. I get it. You know, but uh, unfortunately, guys like that should be, in my opinion, should be coveted, not, uh, you know, pushed away. I, I, I think... That the WWE has has a long way to go. You know the 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 NXT thing. I mean, I know the Hunter and you know they're doing great things down there. But at the same time, it's almost like you're pumping them out of a factory, man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them have (laughs) Ring of Honor. A lot of them have Ring of Honor experience, and they've traveled the world. Not all of them. Not all of them. You know, you know who they are. You know who the good guys are. But I think a lot of them that you know, it's yeah, you can't duplicate uh you know just being really out there
2: yeah. you know so all right brian appreciate the call thanks so much guys have a great show all right have a good night man thanks appreciate it as always all right uh, let's go next to uh air code 718 thanks for holding please state your name in the city you're calling from hello
13: gentlemen this is mike from brooklyn new york
2: mike how you doing hey mike,
13: mike? how you doing way usual you know doing you know, excellent PJ, how you doing? Always doing a big, good. just incredible impact players fan. And, you know, I always thought you, you had one of the coolest names ever. Thank you, sir. Um, I have a few questions for you I guys. I love the name um, PJ too. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, asked one of my best friends' name.
2: <laughs> um,
13: yeah, also, I want to ask you, gentlemen. Um, like, what you think? You know about the TNA pay situation? And like, what does that spell for the company? And also, I want to think what you guys think about, um, you know, about Daniel Bryan, like you know, now possibly being injured again. And do you think that's the reason that you know the WWE probably didn't want to go with him as the main event for sure. WrestleMania? Uh, I,
11: you know, I, I would love to actually. I I was going to ask you, Wade, uh, if you could help me out. What's going on? I I've read about it on your on PW uh, Torch dot com.
2: But uh, what's going on with the Yeah, they're they're being but real some quiet. Guys... They're being real quiet about the Dan yeah. Bryan situation. They, they 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 say it's tentative whether he'll be there on Sunday. I'm hearing he probably won't be, almost for sure won't be. Um, and but it's not considered is he hurt? Yeah, yeah, but they're not specifying what it is. It's more mis- they're not even saying like in the NHL you hear upper body injury, lower body injury. Um, I've heard enough conflicting speculation on him that I don't know. It happened before his last match, which was taped for Smackdown last Tuesday in the Euro- on the European tour it was sure. before that i think it was a few days before that in fact and then he still wrestled but you could tell it was a tag match he didn't do a lot he did some i mean he did hurricane run sure. off the middle rope and i he did one dive outside the ring but he wasn't flat backing you know, he wasn't taking the flat-back bombs or blows to the head or anything. Right, right, right. And he, right. seen Cena worked the majority of the match. So something was going on there, and I don't know if it were it was concussion symptoms or if there's something else going on just physically with him. Uh, but it sounds like it's not major surgery. He's not going to miss major time. I don't think, Peach, that, that had Daniel Bryan been totally healthy with no lingering issues, that they would have done anything any different at WrestleMania. I really... I, no, I, mean, they I don't think they might look at it as either. an excuse in retrospect. Oh, see, that's why we didn't go with them. But I don't think they no. won anyway.
11: No, I agree with you. I agree with you, and it's a shame. I mean, I
2: I was there. God, man, I
11: was there. I was in it. Uh, in 1999, I was ECW Tag Champs, and I was friends with Shawn Michaels, and that's when he had his TWA, Texas oh, Wrestling man. Alliance. Yep. And I I was there when Daniel Bryan had his first match. Literally, I mean, if you go back in the history book, you go back and watch it. We—I was there. I was, you know, literally when he was taking bumps, learning the craft, and it is cool. And and I didn't know he's been everywhere.
2: You've been—I know, dude, that's ridiculous.
11: I know, I'm I'm an old man, but (laughs) no, it's it's the truth. And he was, you know, it. But he was such a good kid, such a humble. Like, you just want... I want good for him. Like, everybody... You know what I mean? He's like, that's what's good about pro wrestling is the way he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I I think, unfortunately, I think he's permanently done because of... When you start having neck issues, you're... That's... You can't... You know, I think it's going to be one thing after another. I mean, and I think he's made enough money, whatever. He just, unfortunately, for us as fans you know, all of us were, you know, we're talking, I, I think he could have been more to us, you know, to a fan base, you know, and I, I think that sucks ultimately. But, uh, you know, I, I think from now on it's going to be hard for him. It really is. Cause when you, that's one thing, man, when you're in this business, when you, your back, eh, knees, eh, neck, forget about it. It's bad, you know? And I hope i I hope he could, you know, come out of it. I hope it's not that. Hopefully it is something else. But well, he's it's got, just, you know...
2: Eh, eh. He's got his autobiography coming out in July. Um, I've got an advanced copy of it, and I've been, I've been working my way through it. He's, he doesn't come across as somebody who's going to be all that bummed out. I shouldn't say that. That's not the no. wording. He, he seems no. like somebody who will adjust fine to not being a wrestler. I, I think that um, there's just... It, it, to, almost to a fault, Page, he doesn't have a real huge ego. Where right. he needs that that attention I know from the fans, yeah,
11: and that and that's what I wish I had.
2: Yeah. To a
11: fault, I have that. Where I have no, like, I I'm, my career has has been over for a while. I don't know what the hell to do, and I'm being very open about it. But I don't, you know, I want something. And I can't figure it out. It's yeah. very difficult, and I I don't think he has that problem. I think he's very grounded. He's a very uh you know he's a, he's a, he's a deep dude he's somebody who's you know very in touch with himself and that's great god bless him dude i just wish i could be that guy because i'm 41 i have no idea what i'm doing right yeah. now you know i have to go weekend to weekend and i hate it yeah. you know and i'm trying to figure something else out in life and i can't yeah. i mean obviously you don't have to worry about that but you know it's a you know it's it, it is what it is
2: you know, well, it, it, it's different for everybody, Steve I guess. Steve Austin talked know? about, he went into he went into essentially, uh, like, isolation for three, four years, adjusting to the reality of something he yeah. had been so focused on, yeah. had been such a center yeah. of his life for so long. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it, you're, I mean, you're it's, not alone. It's crazy. You're, you're absolutely not no, alone in feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, but you know what the problem is, is the level of
11: success, I guess, that each individual receives, yeah. because, you know, I'm not, you know, I never made Steve Austin money
8: right? or you
11: know, nobody's fault. It was my own fault, but you know what I mean? It, it so it, it kind of dictates how you are perceived or what you can ask for yeah. or, or how much time you could take, um, getting, you know, adjusted to the other world.
2: Yeah.
10: You know, so no, you it's it it
2: right. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's nothing like, yeah. there's nothing quite like the pro wrestling business and adjusting to a oh. new, new routine, um, is a new and that's the thing is, it,
11: yeah. Yeah, and we I, that's the thing is we all love it so much. I, at least I do. Yeah, I love this business so much. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts that I can't um, apply my, you know, like apply my craft on a daily basis.
8: Yeah,
11: you know, because it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to go sympathy and nothing like that. But I just wish I could, you know. And 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 it hurt. It sucks. It sucks sometimes. It really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: we're about to go to another commercial break why are you listening to commercial breaks why deal with these interruptions when you can become a vip member support the wade keller pro wrestling podcasts wade keller pro wrestling post shows the pw torch daily casts and the entire team and everything that we do and get a ton in return for your membership by becoming a vip member Go to pwtorchvipinfo.com for full details, 30-plus years of archives of podcasts, retro radio shows, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter, a fascinating march through our coverage of wrestling history, and so much more, including ad-free versions of the Wade Keller podcast, Wade Keller post shows, and PW Torch daily casts, and several exclusive VIP podcasts just about every day, dozens of VIP exclusive podcast that you're not hearing because you're not a VIP member. So go VIP, PWTorchVIPinfo.com. Subscribe to our VIP podcast feed and listen in a streamlined way with no interruptions to all of our podcasts. Again, that's PWTorchVIPinfo.com. All right, well, uh, Justin Credible is our is my guest here on the PW Torch Livecast. It is Thursday, April twenty-third, two thousand fifteen. Tomorrow, Bruce Mitchell and Travis Bryant at seven Eastern. Take the airwaves to talk about the weekend wrestling. Let's go to another phone call, area code eight one three. Thanks for holding. Eight one three, please state your name in the city you're calling from.
15: Hey, this is Jay from Tampa. How hey, y'all Jay. doing?
2: Good, good here from you. What have you got for Peach
15: hey. today? Yeah, I was just uh, had the call. I know uh, about two days ago we were talking about the um what it might take for um uh oh, I forgot his name. Um we talk who was that? Uh the um oh, I'm sorry. I, I well, totally forgot.
2: Uh don't, don't let's let's play twenty questions. Is it a man or a woman?
15: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a woman. I'm talking about the pay per view on Sunday. Okay and I know we were talking about the um Dolph, I'm sorry, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, is it just a coincidence that, you know, we were talking about him kind of seem to have the Billy Gunn uh, gimmick of the – and back when he was doing like the ass, man, now he's stuck in a kiss my arse. Uh, I'm just hoping that they don't add that little kissy uh, part onto the back of his trunk there because, I mean mm. – It's just too much of a coincidence. I I thought about that after, you know, earlier this week, and I was like, uh, yeah, it would probably be time for a change for that guy. Well, yeah,
11: it's a shame, too, because in my opinion, I think Dolph is so talented, man. He's such a talented young man. Uh, I know him personally. He's out from my area out here in uh, Long Island, New York, and he's just so talented. And, uh, you know, but that's that. This is, and this is, and I know you're going to know where I'm coming from here. This is what I hate about sometimes the WWE creatives is they are stuck in almost stereotypes sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they, they, okay, this guy, this guy, is, this guy looks like this guy that we had 10 years ago, or we're going to go to this guy that looked like this guy. And it's just, they need to really... I wish at least that they would really try to connect on a different level because, you know, I just feel like every 10 years we're getting the same kind of guys playing, well, same roles played by different guys, like what he said about Dolph and Billy Gunn, and I know Billy very well too, you know, and it's like, you know, we should be going other places. And uh, I don't know, I I just think we have so many opportunities, we have so many opportunities to, to really create this talent that they have, and they have, they, uh, they have arguably some of the best talent they've ever had. Because I I'll tell you? When I was around, the, the workers weren't as good as they are today. Yeah. I mean, they have world class guys in NXT: Kevin Steen, uh, what
14: uh, the the the,
11: the Finn what's, Baller, what's the Hideo,
2: Tommy.
11: Yeah, 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 all those guys, man. They have. I mean, they have world class guys who've already main big, you know, big shows. Who are, or who are in NXT, are you kidding me? And if they really knew how to bring it up and and make it compelling, I mean, they, they've they got it made. I mean, Hunter's on the right track with the whole NXT thing and the way they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know get their talent straight. And it's just the way when you finally get to the main roster, I think they, that's where they drop the ball.
8: Yeah. You know,
11: yeah. these guys could all go. I mean, look what happened to Bo Dallas. What happened to, you know, so many other young guys that that came up from from the roster. Adam Rose, you know, and he was, you know, oh, I forgot what the other kid, um, but he was so much better, dude. Uh, Neil Kruger. I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kid. Could, I mean, these guys could go. They're good. I mean, there's so much talent there.
2: There's just know? too and much of just, a just, gap you know, age between the the lower mid card. Yeah. and the yeah. the upper yeah. the upper mid card or main eventers like there's there yeah. doesn't there's not that sense of upward mobility and i think it really i don't think Vince McMahon quite realizes it so, you know somebody had asked you know t- they were t- looking at the build up to i think WrestleMania 14 and they were just marveling at how there seemed to be a a, a more a more uh, s- there wasn't this big gap between the haves and the have nots in the sense that Right. It felt like anybody, right. or a lot of the guys, could move up the card with a few wins. I don't think anybody thinks yeah. Adam Rose has a chance to become a main eventer if he goes on a hot run of wins, and it takes away from the matches. It takes away from outcomes of matches right. being something when you don't tell but the story it. that wins yeah. count.
11: Yeah, and that's the problem: wins and losses eventually do they have to count? And I and I think we forget. And you and I have talked about I talked about this with Powell, Jason Powell, and you and. So, I mean, we've beaten this into the ground. To me, it, it has. It, we need to simplify our business wins. I mean, we're what, what, what matters. You know, and they're starting to do it a little bit with the IC title, the US title now because Brock. You know, doesn't he's not on every show, whatever. But you know, wins and losses matter. What matters? Titles. You know, get in getting to that. I would like to see even a point system or or something where you know. If you lose and you win, it really does matter yeah. and and that could be a storyline in itself. You don't have to do all this hokey b s and you know it's just it's it, at the end of the day this business was supposed to be about you know it was real uh it's athletics we're trying to win yeah and and we forget that we turn it into you know the whole sports entertainment
2: monitor I, and we know lot I, I, don't know I you, get it, whatever. Peach, did you pick up you on know, it on but, Monday on commentary when uh, Nikki Bella was talking about uh, Naomi's lack of of title success? And she goes, well, you can't just be a good athlete. You have to have star power to succeed in WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I just yeah. groaned. Yeah. I'm like, that has star power in the way WWE presents a product. It has nothing to do with whether you win nothing. or lose matches. Of course it's true. Nothing. But, like... I'd, I'd say But you don't kin-
11: mention that.
2: No, you don't mention yeah. it. It's like if I'm watching you know, uh, a, a network show on on a, ho- a hospital drama, I understand that the men and women on that show got their roles on that show because they're good-looking. That, right. that's, that was a prerequisite. But you would not hear them during the show it. talk about that.
11: Yes, yeah. exactly. Because they're it's playing like, the you role you know, of doctors trying
2: to save lives, not acting trying to, to get right. parts. You,
11: exactly. You don't have to tell me Brad Pitt's good-looking. I right. know he's good-looking. But you can't sell, you know. they you're trying to sell a different or whatever, and that's, And uh, if that's Brad Pitt's playing
2: it. a, if Brad Pitt is playing a doctor, he would not say during the movie, "I oh, by am the a way, doctor because <laughs> I'm good looking." Right. <laughs> he would never know, say that. I or know. I got this role because I'm good looking. You don't say it during the show. It's just. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I know,
11: and that's what kills it. And, yeah. they, and they, but they try to out, so they outsmart. In my opinion, yes. they outsmart themselves. Yep. Because you got it in my opinion you have to keep it you know uh storylines are storylines and you you shouldn't you can't use too much of that oh shoot stuff on tv because uh, dude, that's it's it's almost
2: like passe. i, oh, I don't totally like it. I it's, want to, it it's not you know, it is it, not a courtesy yeah. to the viewer you're not insulting a viewer's intelligence by pretending it's real you're actually no. undercutting their ability to enjoy and, and immerse themselves in the product. When
11: you do if it the you, other way.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 I'm Rich Van, host of the Deep Dive with Rich Van, a weekly part of the PW Torch daily cast lineup of shows. Search PW Torch and Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I dive in with a guest for an hour on anything in the world of wrestling or wrestling-related. Want to hear about the influence of historical figures like Big Cat or any Lad? We got you. Want to hear about how crazy the Marine movies got? We are on it. No topic is too big or too small, so if you want to dive in with us, call in live or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Two more, two more topics for you, Peach, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. We're approaching 90 minutes here. Um, David from Memphis emailed. He says, one story overlooked this week is the lawsuit from the Gilbert family over network royalties. Does Justin think more modern have a leg to stand on in getting additional royalties, or, do w- or does DVD sales, et cetera, cover the network? Home video was not a thing for Eddie Gilbert when he was alive.
11: I'll tell you it sucks dude the network has cut into my royalties huge I still get royalties uh, every three months and uh, it's based on DVD sales and I've been in the company for a while um, and uh, you know I I used to get very good royalties but now with the network um, being uh, you know around and stuff you know people don't necessarily go out to the and this has been happening with Digital downloads and you know people not necessarily buying you know CDs, DVDs, etc. So, but anyways, the network has really hampered that. Um, But I get it because all of my the only thing I get paid on is my WWE stuff. Uh, For example, like you know Raws, uh, pay per view, anything I was on. But anything ECW related um, or you know USW, whatever other stuff that was sold to Vince that was, you know, I never, because I, I would have to be bound by, you know, EC, you know, Paul Heyman, for example, to get paid by Heyman. Uh, so when he sold it to Vince, I'm not, you know, so that he owns the footage, I don't get a piece of it. Um, so, you know, so whatever I was, whatever I did with WWE is what I get. Anything on the, on the back end with, uh, you know, any other promotions I was in I don't get. So even that's you know, they're putting out a ECW uh whatever, they are putting out a volume three of another E C W um video yeah. which I'm on, me and Jerry Lynn and Steve Carino. I don't I won't get a piece of that. Yeah. Well, but that's fine. I mean I yeah. but I get but I get why. I get why. Yeah. You know, Vince bought it out. I mean it is what it is. It, it you know. But so I, I could see why Eddie Gilbert I, I get it. But you know, at the same extent, you know that was you know back end business back in the day. You remember, know, we weren't smarter back then.
8: I you know, James, to,
2: James Garner, uh, one of my favorite TV actors of all time, who died recently, of the Rockford Files, just one of the greatest yeah, great television shows of all. I know time. exactly.
11: I
8: know. You. I grew yeah, up on it. Yeah.
2: He uh, he sued uh, way back in the day, looking for uh, syndication money. Because when the Rockford Files was around, Syndication wasn't big money and that wasn't included in his contract. And he went to court saying, okay, you know, this was unforeseen revenue. Um, The actors deserved it. And I'm, you know, oversimplifying his and his lawyer's arguments. And I don't believe he won the case. So I I look at what Tommy Gilbert is doing as probably not, it's probably not going to work. But I I haven't read the lawsuit. I'm not a lawyer. I I do think it's going back a little too far. It shines a light, though, on. What WWE is is able to take advantage of with the network, and and it it does money oh, the sure. waters when yeah. it comes to Absolutely. even. I mean, it does, if somebody watches an old pay per view, does that count as a DVD sale when it comes to royalties for you, or right. not? Like, how are they tracking? It does. It, it doesn't. It doesn't.
11: And I get a. I tell you, I get a. I get a breakdown every three months. Yeah. I get a a, a very sophisticated, uh, you know, three four sheets. You know, it's like a big envelope where, you know, every item that is... But it is, again, it's sold through whatever channels they have, um, you know, through retail. Yeah. But through the network, we don't see a dime. And then we won't see a dime. But at the, at the same extent, how 60 could...
8: 60 seconds.
11: You know, how could, you know, all those guys with all those old people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that old footage, you couldn't pay people on that. They wouldn't make a dime if they had to... Go back and you know they bought those libraries when they had a you know when yep. they could
8: yep. and now
11: they're marketing it themselves. But I, I I don't feel bad about it. It's just it, it you know I, they've actually been very good to me on on that end. Yeah. Uh, where I, I mean I still God bless them. Every three months I get a pretty you know it's going down because of the network, but I still get a pretty nice you know gimmick uh, oh. off of off of what you know the stuff I've done. Yeah, that's good.
10: You know, good. and I'm blessed for that, you know. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch Recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! I've
2: got an interesting email. This is uh, VIP member Lamar. It says, I've been catching up on wrestling podcasts. One podcast in particular being Talk is Jericho. His guest was Sabu. Jericho mentioned that when Taz went to WWE, he was, quote, exposed. I know Paul Heyman had a ability to hide weaknesses Uh of talent, and I also know Taz didn't have a great run in WWE as a wrestler. However, looking back at Taz's ECW work, I find him to be among the most effective workers in ECW's history. So my question is, what might these weaknesses be that Jericho was referring to? Uh, PJ, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, I I mean, wow. Uh, It says a lot. I mean, Paul was you know man he was good
11: uh he made uh, chicken chicken salad out of chicken
8: you
11: know what yep um and you know it was family friendly but he 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 took he knew, like, he knew who i was right I, for example i'm talking about me um he knew my weaknesses my strengths and he knew how to you know uh, put you out there uh and really uh, take you know take the most you know, take all your strengths and hide all your weaknesses. Dreamer, uh, Sandman. I mean, like, just think about these guys. He was really working with bottom of the barrel <laughs> uh, talent. Yeah. I mean, you're not talking about the best in the world. I mean, uh, as far as pure workers, wrestlers, Vince had those guys. Uh, Turner had those guys. We were working with, you know, whatever we had, you know, Philly Trash, man. <laughs> whatever we were, we were. But, you know, Paul knew how to do it. And taz was very good at what he did when Paul promoted him Paul promoted him as a killer yeah I mean and, and dude you'd be in those those rooms you know two <laughs> three thousand people yep. and and that music hit you know in that I mean I know Taz is a little guy but he would come out you'd come out like he was you know you'd think it was ridiculous you would think that whole pogan was a you think, yeah, you think Hulk Hogan was in the room yeah. and the, the energy, but that's, but that, again, that's how we manipulate the business. We are the ones that should manipulate the business, not the fans, not yeah. the, you know, we forget. And Paul was a master of that. He, he really knew how to, to what, take, well, things, let, let, know,
2: me, let, let me direct you with this specific question about him. What were Taz's strengths, and what do you think Sabu is referring to as being exposed about Taz, coming from the perspective of a wrestler and a worker? What what is it where Taz wasn't wasn't? What I I,
11: I, yeah, I, 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 first of all, I know Sabu very well. He's one of my best friends, and he's a pain in the ass. He'll never put he'll never put Taz over uh-huh. verbally, mentally, whatever. He always thinks Taz ah, shit sucks. Whatever yep.
8: Yep. You know, Taz was a, a
11: strong style guy, you know, and you had to bump for Taz. You had to give yourself to Taz almost yeah. because, you know, but he wasn't that guy that could go out there and create. I, I, I And I don't want to get caught up in it, but you know what I mean? You know, it was almost like he was, he was, you had to feed him, feed, feed the beast Yeah, kind of a thing. You know, so you, you, know, when, you know what I'm saying? Like
8: yep.
1: he'd
11: bump for, you'd have to bump for him. You had to, to really get him over because that was the character uh but ta- <laughs> <Sabu>. <laughs> oh god sabu's opinion he, 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 he hated it too he hated putting Ted over uh, uh i love i mean i love Sapu in so many ways he's a, he's he has such a good place in my heart he's a great man but like he hated it uh
14: so funny
2: so what what did I – mean, and I don't want you to necessarily have to back up what Sabu said, but do you agree with – and I'm not trying to stir trouble either. I just – what is I, – I I will defend Taz and what he was in ECW as a prototype of what every wrestler should try to do with the tools that they have. Hide your weaknesses, accentuate your strengths, buy into your gimmick, make people believe, and then have a style in the ring that yes. you push yes. for. And if you have the power and the clout – have every opponent play into making you look like a million bucks. That yep. that that worked for Taz, and he needed to take that approach. So I'm not dissing yeah. Taz. I'm not. I'm not. I, but what is Sabu no, no, saying? I, I know. What is Sabu saying, Peach, when he says that Taz was exposed? I, I want to know what does that language mean to a layperson? Listening
11: because to that? because because WWE wasn't willing to bank on him the way Paul did. They didn't need to. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yep, I do. They didn't need to. They didn't need to to give him all the you know, putting guys over and feeding guys to him. Yeah. Well, hell, it's it's a worked business. I could look like Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels. All you could too. Yeah. Wade Keller could go in to Raw tomorrow and start kicking people and winning.
8: Yeah. You know, and
11: at the end of the day, it's like you know. But seriously, it's it's it, we forget sometimes that this. Did, you know, is is a work, and I think that's what it was. It was he, and his work, I guess, couldn't. Uh, I don't. Know, I guess couldn't. You know, didn't uh, garner the the attention that his main of any C W run did. I guess.
2: Like I, might you know, my, I, the way I, I talked about if it that means anything. I
11: don't I, know.
2: No, no. I, I answered the same question on the Wake Color Hotline today and tried to tap into it. And I said I wanted to talk to you about it too. I I, I think. Taz had, was a perfect ECW example of ECW taking somebody yeah. with one or two yeah. particular strengths, and he turned yeah. out to be great on promos, great with the suplexes, great with portraying his character, great, great yeah. presence, all yeah. that. Tough guy, don't cross me. Uh, low center gravity, that's an asset, not a weakness, all that stuff. But in WWE, they have a WWE style that they look for, and unless you're Big right. Show, yep. or Great Kali yep. or a luchador, or a high flyer, like there's a couple specialty spots, but for the most part... In WWE, you need to have a range of working ability to to latch on, and, and you need to be able to work yep. a wide array of styles against a wide array of opponents that fit yep. within the WWE parameters. Taz, that was not who he was. That was not his, no. And, and there's a lot of guys in ECW was. who were that, who would not have drawn money like Taz did in ECW, but Taz didn't right. translate to WWE because he wasn't the top guy and they weren't going to adjust to him. And that is, I think, what Sabu was tapping into the way I interpreted that comment.
11: Right. And I agree. And, and yeah, But you know what? I, I think, I honestly believe that if they did similar, similarly promote him as ECW did, I think he would have.
8: Yeah. Again,
11: I, I, I liked what they were doing. um. But it, it, that's that's the thing, is they don't have to. Right. And then you get into the whole political where uh, you're small, you're this, you're that. I mean, he was actually was a good worker. I've been, I I don't work with him a lot. But I worked with him enough to where he was a good worker. You know, I, I he wasn't like nothing negative. He was old school, man. He, he could go yeah, um, if he had to. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you didn't have to go. It, they didn't have to. Paulie had to.
8: Yeah. You know, even
11: me. I was Aldo you know, I was Aldo Montoya. You know, he made me. Um, I was I, you know, I was world heavyweight champion, which God bless. I mean, I still hold that in high regard. I'm not dissing it, but yeah. I'm just saying. You know, I, he didn't have a lot of world class workers. Right. He had. He
2: had what he had. He
11: had.
7: He, they were the guys. misfit. The,
2: back, the misfit. The Toy you know? Story misfits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and 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 back, but back then, now there's so many. There's just
11: so many, you know, uh, quote unquote workers, everybody's a worker nowadays, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, you know, but back then there weren't as many, uh, you know, so really he was trying to do, you know, as much as he could with who he could. Yeah. And if you say, you know, the Candidos, uh, with, you know, guys like me, whatever, Van Damme, Sabu, you know, and I'll tell you what, Sabu of all people, he's so he's the one guy. That shit, I know Kid Waltman, Sean Waltman will attest to the same thing. He's somebody that should be a multi-millionaire right now Mm -hmm. of what he did for this business and the style and what he did. And and unfortunately, he'll never get the credit. And now he's done. You know what I mean? Physically, whatever, you know, we're all getting older. But it's a shame because he really, you know, he did some special stuff, you know, and brought a certain style over to what pro wrestling became in that time.
2: You know I covered it in the torch i i was um a huge proponent and and saw what you're talking about in his early stages of uh, his career and oh uh, yeah yep.
11: uh, it's a shame it, it, it's too bad and, and and a lot of that is not just the it's not the business's fault a lot of that's just stubbornness and hard headedness and <laughs> just being who we are you know yeah yep. whatever but uh but you know. He really did. In my opinion, he innovated this business, and I have a lot of respect for him and I have a lot of love for him. I really do.
8: Yeah,
14: really do.
2: Uh, just incredible, PJ Palacco. Thank you so much as always. Time just flies by when you're uh, when you're on. I can't believe we've done about an hour and a half here.
11: <laughs> no, that's it's good stuff, man. I, I tell you, I I I, I never I never volunteer for doing any podcasts, i hate them (laughs) so many people hit you hit me up. you know everybody hits you up to do them i truly enjoy talking to uh, you know the pw torch listeners and followers and you i I just it really is a pleasure and i appreciate it almost gets my pro wrestling fix out you know I, i volunteer i volunteer to do it because i really do truly appreciate what you do and you know, and the fans, and and, you know, I I really do enjoy it.
2: Well, you've you've been... And I'm
11: a a Mark for... I'm a a Wade Keller, Mark. (laughs) I can't say I'm not.
8: (laughs) You know? Well, there's been... And
11: like I said, I said it to you, I said it to Steve, and I say it to you, you and Steve, when you guys do your post-pay-per-view shows, forget it, man, it's awesome. It's it's so good, and I enjoy it, and I'm forever a fan. So I hope the, the other people, you know, Chime in and and listen as well because it's
2: awesome, awesome stuff. It's it's very kind of you to say that. It was great timing to have you on. No, too. it's true. Talking it's about it's the, the, truth. Ro- the 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 Tommy Gilbert royalty lawsuit, your insights on that, your insights on on the uh, curb stomp and the risk of concussion and or injury as a wrestler from that perspective, the uh, insights into what uh, Sabu had to say about Taz. I mean, just. On and on, it, 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 really good timing to have. I'm you always on. here, it, man. It worked out, and I really
11: appreciate. Yeah, it's appreciate a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to me, I, you know. I really do. Yeah, and then not to you know go too into it, but I really do appreciate
2: you having me and, and letting Absolutely. me speak. It's
11: it's awesome. It's really good stuff. I appreciate it.
2: Wade. you know that? I, I do, I do, and we really appreciate your time and insights. Uh, we also appreciate our listeners and the callers. Great callers today. Yep. Um, we, big thanks again to PJ Polacco, just incredible former ECW champion and Thank longtime you. veteran wrestler for being. My guest on today's program, until tomorrow with Bruce and Travis, this is Wade Keller. Thank you. Audible is offering listeners of this podcast a free edition of Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat, or for that matter, any book title of your choosing in their vast collection of thousands and thousands of books if you go to audible.com slash PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500-500. That's right. Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat came out just a couple weeks ago, available to you right now for free. In his new book, he goes into uh, detail that I haven't heard before. There's one point pretty early in the book where he says, I'd called the damn Flair versus Steamboat trilogy, and now I was trying to get punch holes to line up in the stupid paper on my stupid desk. I wanted to be on the front lines, not behind a desk. Go check out the new Jim Ross memoir of his time in WWE with some great stories from years and years ago and more recently. That's under the black hat at audible.com slash PWtorch. Now, it's not just pro wrestling books, and it's not just books. Audible is much more than audiobooks. They have podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. There are thousands of titles. In fact, if you listen to everything on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries to catch up. Of course, you could dial up your narration speed and maybe cut it down to a century and a half. Anyway... Audible helps people get more stories and information through the gift of found time. It allows people to listen while commuting, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home. A recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say they haven't read a single book in the past year, up from 19% in 2011. Lack of time being the main reason. So, why not listen to your books and then you can, you know, tell your friends how many books you read this year. One of the non-wrestling titles I'm listening to right now is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow about the Harvey Weinstein situation. And uh, it's a fascinating look behind the scenes at uh, power and corruption and denial um, within a news organization and the frustration that he had within NBC News trying to get uh, this story out. It's, it's a well-told story. It's fascinating and uh, kind of chilling. Also, I'm uh, listening to an Alfred Hitchcock biography. I've been watching some old Alfred Hitchcock movies in recent weeks as I've had more time at home and less time away from home, and I wanted to learn more about him and the movies he made. Whatever interests you this month, uh, Audible's got a book that will let you do a deep dive into it or just be entertained and escape. So again, go to audible.com PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500 500. Each month, members get one credit to pick any title from Audible's library. Plus, while we're all at home, Audible is giving its members more content to enjoy. Members can now download not just two, but all of the Audible original monthly selections, plus, access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. And that's important for a lot of people right now. We're living in a time right now where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of routines that have been broken, and it can shake us up a little bit. Some guided meditation might help. This might be the time to uh, check that out, and Audible is a way to do that. So go to audible.com slash PWTorch or text PWTorch to 500-500. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post-shows. This show, the podcasts, have our blue logo. The Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows have our red logo. Just search Wade Keller in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and click subscribe to the red logo and you can download our Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and sometimes NXT post shows. I'm joined by a co-host to add a different perspective to the analysis for the show where we talk to live callers, on-site correspondents who are in the building who tell us what did not air on TV, and we also answer mailbag questions. Those shows are available for download within a few hours after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. So there's a fast turnaround to get your fix. So check it out. That's the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Just search Wade Keller. You can also stream the show live at wadekellerpostshow.com about five minutes after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday
12: nights. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Wrestling Paradise at Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the ProRes Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise! Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on pwtorchdailycast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern,